2: Daughter fun, we were doing the card challenge. For the first card, I tried to trick them with some chores. And we didn't like that very much. First card, we get to get some smoothies. I appreciate it. I love you guys, bye.
3: But... Come here, come closer for the video, come closer. Come closer. Come closer. Put your head right here. Come closer. Close your down. Put your head down here. Act like you're crying really quick. I am crying. Go like this. No, Mom, I'm actually seriously crying. No, I know, but go like this for the video. Go like this. Put one hand up. Go like this. Uh, No, go like this. Uh, Put your hand like this. But let them see your mouth. Let them see your mouth. Oh, Mom, I'm actually crying. Look Look at
1: me.
3: Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I know. Look at me. Look at me. Look at the camera, look at the camera.
0: <laughs> this vlogger
3: cancelled an adoption because she was forbidden from using footage of the child for views. We are not adopting from Thailand. Whoa.
1: Sorry.
3: You yeah, know, well, we are still adopting.
1: We're just not adopting from Thailand
2: anymore. So uh, you want to ask why?
3: So um Here's the here's the situation. Thailand has a its own law that's unique to it that um after you are you pick up your child and they're your child, you are not allowed to talk about them or share any images, photos, videos, anything about them online for a
2: year. Yeah, and that So. I mean, Nikki's got a YouTube channel where we share a whole lot.
3: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. When that hit, we literally were like yeah. yeah what
0: do they even understand that kids are not meant for that kind of being stuff? being involved in one of the biggest scandals in the history of family channels to being investigated by authorities this is the story of a couple that adopted an autistic boy used him for internet fame then gave him back a video titled an update on our family was uploaded to their channel on may 26 2020.
4: this is by far the hardest video James and I have ever publicly had to make. We
2: haven't made this video yet. It's because we've been trying to protect his privacy.
4: After pouring our heads in our heart into this little boy. Anything that happened in the home that was hard for Hux, that's not fair for me to put out there publicly. That's his privacy. The agency, agency's multiple people have been allowing for Huxley to spend time with some different people to make the perfect match and fit for his now new forever family.
0: They said this news wasn't revealed sooner because they wanted to protect his privacy. But they shared every possible detail of his life leading up to this event. There was no privacy to begin with. So where exactly did they send the boy? Several His family days. accidentally uploaded an uncut video to their main YouTube channel and quickly deleted
2: it. And it is a little awkward to say the least. Well, he's not coming to get you. Well, Ace family, ready? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, okay. Well, Ace family today was a a success.
1: Ah, damn kid won't shut up so mommy and daddy can record the video. Well, y'all just watched that montage, and all I can say is this. Tigro Damas strikes again, okay? So if you guys do not know... A day of reckoning has come for the family vloggers and all these folks who have been pimping their kids online for views and a check. So if you guys remember, um, I was talking about this, I think it was two streams ago. And I was talking about how, you know, a lot of these kids are getting older on these vlogs. You know, you got pedos out here watching these kids on TikTok and all that stuff. And I said, you know, a lot of these parents are pimping their kids out for a check, especially now that the economy is worse. People are struggling to find jobs and things like that. So a lot of parents have turned to social media. And I've been saying that most of these parents, people would not give a damn about them if it wasn't for their kids. And especially the ones that I noticed that have interracial couples or biracial daughters. Um, they tend to like their biggest views are always, oh, watch me braid my biracial daughter's hair. Wash day for my girls. You guys can see the difference in their hair texture. Those videos like literally like go viral on family vlogs. And you guys here, let's
4: um let's spin.
1: Look how long her hair is. It's
4: so long, but it bounces right back up with her cute, cute 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 curls
1: we're having a little competition here to
3: see which dad can do the best messy look.
1: So it's, you know, I guess people love seeing white moms, you know, take care of, you know, their mixed daughter's hair. I don't know, but they tend to get a lot of views. So family vlogging is nothing new. And initially started with the blogging community. Before, you know, there was ever YouTube, there were mommy bloggers. And mommy bloggers wrote about, you know, just every intricate details of their lives, their children's lives, you know, what they were going through. So a lot of these kids who were the children of said blogs in the early 2000s, well, now they're grown, they're adults, and they are speaking out and they are speaking against the exploitation that happened to them as children, them not having their privacy, everything being known about them from when they got their first periods, you know, just everything was written on a blog. And so a lot of these kids are coming out. And they are speaking to Congress to start making laws to protect children and to also get the money. Because a lot of these kids were the topic of these blogs. and, And now that they're grown, the money's gone. There's no money to be had. This is not like Hollywood, where they have Coogan's Law that protects children that makes these parents have to put aside at least 15%. There's nothing like that for the social media community, So there has been a big fight to start changing this because again, I'm not accusing anybody in this video of, you know, any particular abuses or not, you know, putting money aside for their children. Hopefully they have, but we don't know that. I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this clip of one of these mommy bloggers speaking out, um, because come to find out they've been trying to talk to Congress as well. So go ahead and check this out. Really important. And I beg you to stay.
3: Usually I make silly skits and sometimes I use those skits to talk about issues that I think are important and one of those issues is the protection and safety of kids on the internet, particularly kids that are being used in monetized channels. A teen that has had their entire childhood monetized reached out to me and they told me to keep doing what I'm doing and they shared their story with me. What I'm about to share with you is an anonymous letter from a teen that has gone through all of the things that I've tried to bring awareness to and more. They are not in a position where it is currently safe to share their story publicly, but if you trust me, you will trust that I have verified that this is 100% real. Here we go. To any parents that are considering starting a family vlog or monetizing your children's lives on the public internet, here is my advice. You shouldn't do it. Any money you get will be greatly overshadowed by years of suffering and very hard work for you and your child to keep up with trends and media. And if you do manage to do it, your child will never be normal. You will be their boss and they will be your employee which is a horrible relationship to have with your kid it'll be hard for them to go out in public without getting noticed you'll constantly be harassed by brands online and networks and worst of all your children will be sent inappropriate messages and videos if they have over 100k subscribers there will be some sick guy or girl out there who puts weird comments there I know because it happens to me all the time. My parents show me these messages, some of them, but most of the time I find them on my own and I have to sigh, screenshot them, report them, and turn off my phone. Because I'm in too deep, there's no going back now, and I never consented to being online. I wouldn't have been able to anyway, I was two or three when I went viral for the first time, and now there's things I just can't do. There are several things about me and my identity that the world isn't allowed to know. Because I don't choose what content my parents post. The channel isn't mine. Again, they're the boss and I'm the employee. I never signed a contract, but for some reason, through some stupid legal loopholes, this is legal and I can't escape. No, I've never been hit, but my childhood came with its own trauma. I've been an employee since I was five and I hate it, so don't do it. If you don't regret it, then your kids will.
4: To any kids out there, welcome back to the series where I talk about what it was like to grow up as a child on a mommy blog. Yes, we knew about the blog. From its inception, it was something that was a regular part of our lives. There were even times where, when I was a little kid, I would go, ha, 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 and and jump on when my mom had stepped away from the computer, and and I'd write something silly or something and post it, too. It It was deeply ingrained in our life from the moment it started. To when it eventually piddled out. It was not a video blog. It was a written blog. It started on AOL.com and then when AOL did a lot of shifting around, she moved it to another service. No, I will not be sharing the blog service name because she was very unwise with the information and the pictures and I'd rather not that be out and, and whatever. Even in the privacy of our home, You could always expect the camera to be around in any conversation that you had, regardless of how embarrassing or intimate or private it was. It could end up on the blog. So even now as a 26-year-old, in having... Private moments and stuff. I'm still so stressed about how I appear and how it's going to be received by strangers, even when I'm just having a quiet moment with my step- spouse. And I feel obligated to share those moments, and they're not for consumption.
1: All right, so you guys have watched both of those clips, and it's really sad. Now, I talked about this on my live stream that I feel like something like this is going to come to pass. Now that a lot of these children are older and they are speaking out against their exploitation. So, if you guys do not know, Illinois has passed the country's first law protecting children of influencers. Okay. So, this bill was going through the Senate back in March. They are saying that influencers under the age of 16 are entitled to a percentage of their earnings based on how often they appear on videos or on online content. And then it should be held into a trust until that child is 18. So I want you guys to go ahead and check out this news clip really quick.
3: New this morning, Illinois has become the first state in the nation to try to ensure child social media influencers are compensated for their work. State Senator David Kohler of Peoria, who sponsored the bill, says many parents are pocketing the money their children have earned as influencers. Under the law, child influencers under the age of 16 will be entitled to a percentage of earnings based on how often they appear on video blogs or online content that generates at least 10 cents per view. They can sue if their earnings aren't set aside for them. The new law will go into effect next July 1st.
1: All right, so you guys just saw that news clip, and let me tell you, I agree with this law 100%. Um, you have a lot of people who are not only exploiting their children but also abusing their children for views. you know again, when you're on set there's a you know there's some regulation you know kids can only be on set for so long the parents have to be there to watch there has to be a tutor on set and things like that. but when you're filming your kids at home there's really no rules and regulations that's your household. go Kylie go! Good job, Kylie. You're doing amazing, sweetie. There's no one there making sure that that kid hasn't filmed that scene over and over again. There's no one there making sure that the kid gets lunch on time or that the kid is doing their homework. I know there have been family vlogs who have been accused of taking their kids on vacation during the school year. And they're like gone for weeks at a time when their kids should be in school with all the other children.
0: UK parents slapped with a $600 fine for taking their kids on holidays during school term. The family took two trips to the Disney World in Florida in early September of 2018 and 2022. Paul Benson says his family would not be able to afford it otherwise, as the prices are at least three times higher in summer. Another reason why they broke the rules is Paul's wife's occupation. Jessica works as a nurse and can't always get the time off whenever she wants.
1: So you have a lot of parents who are now looking at this as an opportunity for them. They're boring otherwise. Nobody cares about the parents, but people are interested in children, including pedos. So why not pimp out our kids for a check? And so what's very interesting now is also you have where they have an opportunity to get all these sponsorships. And so these sponsors are paying for their trips to Disney World. They're paying for their Hawaiian vacations. As long as they vlog and they exploit their family, you know, they're sending them free clothes and food and, you know, household appliances and stuff like that. And I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. But I do think that some of these kids are simply being used for views. They're simply being used for a check. And it's sad because we don't know how that's going to affect these kids you know, further on in the future, if they wanted, you know, they didn't consent to having their whole life, you know, film from the womb to the tomb, you know, it's a lot. And, and I get it, you know, social media is the it place. I, you know, I'm on social media And I know for years people would ask me, you know, you have boys. Why don't you and your boys vlog? Why don't you put them on camera? But I made the decision a long time ago. I always wanted my kids to have somewhat of a normal life, somewhat of their privacy. You know, regardless of what I do online, you know, which is commentary, you know, which some people agree with, some people don't agree with. I don't really want my kids involved in my opinions. I don't want people taking out things that I say on my children. So I've always tried to protect them. Yeah, you guys have seen my kids. Um, A lot of y'all have met my kids when I do my Atlanta event. The boys are down there. But now the boys are older. You know, like my youngest is 17. My oldest is 22. So they're old enough to say, you know, hey, mom, I don't mind being on camera or, you know, popping in. But I just wanted them to have just a normal life. You know, when I'm with my kids, when people see me, you know, we are at AAU games. We're at basketball games, track meets, things like that. So it's like I've just always wanted them to just live their life outside of the camera, outside of social media. I know it gets weird for my kids sometimes when we're like at the Mall of America and, you know, we're at the food court eating and people are coming up like, oh, my God, lovely tea. Or, you know, we're shopping for school clothes when they were younger and people will come up and talk to me. So, you know, even that was kind of weird for them, but they got used to it after a while. But I wouldn't want it to be a situation where my kids can't go out and just be kids, just be teenagers without being recognized or, you know, like that's T's kids. So I just never wanted to exploit them like that. I just wanted them to just live their childhood, you know, and if now that they're older, if they want to do vlogs with me and pop in my vlogs, that's cool because they're of age, you know, but. I think a lot of these kids have been exploited and it's sad because we don't know how it's really going to affect them as they get older. Um, And another thing that's also come into light that just really shocked the hell out of me, if you guys do not know, two of the most popular um, family shows, right? And this is kind of where family vlogging kind of spun from. It kind of came from the family shows that were on TLC in the early 2000s. So like I've spoken about this before, you know, we had TLC's, the Dugger family, you know, 19 kids and counting. Uh, we had John and Kate plus eight, and then it was just Kate plus eight. And so now fast forward, what, 10, 15 years later, the kids are now grown and they're talking. And these Dugger kids did not receive any money. While Jim Bob is talking shit about, you know, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and, you know, you know, making a way for you and your family. His daughters have had to go get food stamps. They've had to go on welfare when they were on a show that made millions of dollars pimping them out and they did not receive anything. There was no trust set aside for all 19 children. Jim Bob and his wife basically spent the money, did what they wanted to do with the money, and the kids did not get any of that. Even after the kids were on, um, you know, spin-off shows with their pregnancies and things like that, their marriages, they didn't receive anything. Everything was placed in the trust that the father set up, and the father never dolled out the funds. So it's really messed up.
4: The parents made famous in the reality show 19 kids and counting are coming out swinging after a bombshell documentary claims to expose their family secrets. Michelle and Jim Bob Duggar are calling the documentary sad, derogatory, sensationalized, with ill intentions hurting people we love. In the new documentary, Shiny Happy People Dugger Family Secrets, Jill Dugger, the second eldest daughter, claims her parents cheated the kids out of financial compensation for their work on the popular TLC TV series. I never received any payout. No check, no cash, no nothing. For seven and a half years of my adult life, I was never paid. My dad sends us the signature page along with like just the obligation section of the contract. I was like, somebody forged my signature, I'm sure of it. And then I look at it and I'm like, that is my signature. And that's when we realized like that I had signed this the day before we got married. It's exciting exciting. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I remember that. That's not what I thought I was
1: signing.
3: We never gave our word that we're generally going to be committed to anything. This was fraud.
1: Um, They're also saying that with John and Kate, because two of her kids have been blasting over the past few months. There was a documentary that came out about the dark side of John and Kate and, you know, their kids or whatever. And, you know, how she abused them. She sent Colin off to some type of treatment center, this mental facility, just because he wasn't acting right. And she was not going to allow Colin to fuck up her bag. So she sent him away for two years. And so now John has custody of Colin and Hannah Um, Neither kid has seen their siblings in over five years. It is such a mess. But I do remember Kate claiming that she put aside money for the kids for when they're 18. So hopefully she did do that. But it's really insane to me that these kids were exploited from the time they were born and they really have nothing to show for that. So I want you guys to go ahead and check this out.
2: I was in two, inst- two different institutions, um, scary place. I was actually 12 when I got admitted there and then it was like, I spent my 13th and 14th birthday there. Why were you there? Because your dad said you shouldn't have been there. You know, I came to the conclusion that everybody has their own agenda. You know, my mom had her own agenda. I don't know exactly what that was but my agenda was to make it out on top of that tough spot
0: at the time kate said Colin's institutionalization was due to quote special needs
4: you can't do anything without realizing he's missing colin wasn't there each
0: unique child is receiving exactly what they need your mom said Colin has special needs. There's a fairly fluid diagnosis of what those needs are. This has been a struggle we've had to for a very long time, and it's one I've dealt with on my own. I felt very alone in this. By the same token, it's not something that has only
2: impacted me or him. Our entire family has been impacted. When you hear that, what do you think? Um, it's unfortunate that that's how my mom, you know, phrased me as a person. Um, you know. I don't see those things, and I don't think anybody else sees those things, but if that's how she sees me, then, you know, that's her point of view. And and I hope that if we met again one day, she would understand that, you know, it's not the case. But you shouldn't have been there is what you're saying to me. No. Um, What did that do to your relationship with her? Um, After being there, I didn't have a relationship with her. Even before that, I don't think we had much of a relationship, and um, I think that just kept tearing it even more down.
0: Colin told me he was finally able to leave the institution after writing John this gut-wrenching letter begging for help. Quote, you're my dad, my savior, please help me. I'm counting on you to get me out of here. Daddy, I love you. You wrote a note to your dad. As a matter of fact, you might have even written it in crayon and you asked him for help to get you out of that place.
2: Right. Um, What was going on? Um, I was in a dark place mentally. Um, I think... Being in a place like that does more damage than than it helps you. Um, so I was hopeless, um, and and you know I figured out how to write to my dad, and that was kind of one thing that that kind of helped me mentally figure out that there was a way out of there, and you know a second chance, you know redemption, if you would. Um, so. It gave me hope in my future, for sure.
0: Colin moved in with his dad and twin sister Hannah. In 2018, John says he was granted temporary full
2: custody. Your mom didn't show up to the custody here. Did it bother you that she didn't show up? It didn't really bother me. I mean, they just gave it to my dad, and, you know, she wasn't there to put her word in, so it's what happened. How has life been for you and Hannah together? Um, Oh, Hannah, I I would do anything for my sister, and I love her to death. Hannah, uh, she was a big part of, um, you know, my emotional support. She helped me out a lot, and still does to this day. You know, she does so much for me. How is your relationship today with your dad? Um, it's good. I would say it's like every other son and dad. I mean, we butt heads a lot. Um, it's just pretty normal. Sadly,
0: Colin's relationship with Kate and his six other siblings remains estranged, but he is hopeful that eventually it can be rebuilt.
3: It's a mommy and a baby bear. It's
4: supposed to be me and you. Oh, well, where's everybody else?
2: If there's a message you could send to your mom, what would you say to her? Um, it's unfortunate that we didn't have a relationship. I think every son wants to have a relationship with their mom. Um, but I'm doing very well, um, and, and yeah, I think I'm good. But you would love to have a relationship with her if you could. Yes, that it, it would be ideal. Do you get to talk to your other brothers and sisters? No, I've not spoken with my siblings in in probably like five or six years now, um, and it's tough. You know, I would love to have a relationship with them. I would love, you know, for us to one day come together, you know, have dinner together, talk, you know, just have the relationship and catch up on the things that we that we lost, the time that we lost. Do you want to send a message to them? Because I'm sure they'll see this. Um, I love, like, I I love my siblings, I mean, you know, I love them to death, you know, they're the only,
0: Hmm. sorry. No, I get it. There's nothing like the bond between brothers and sisters.
2: (sighs) There, you want to, can somebody get a tissue
0: real quick? Okay, grab a tissue.
2: Don't want to the makeup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is no shame in loving your siblings. Not at all.
1: All right, so you guys just saw those videos. So like I said, I, for one, am really happy that this law is being passed. This is not a national law. We know most of these crazy family vlogs, they don't live in Illinois. Most of them, you know, they head out west to L.A. And, you know, they're chasing stardom and fame and sitcom shows and things like that. But hopefully California will pass something like that. Hopefully the entire U.S. of A. will pass something like that for these family vlogs, You know, because there has to be rules and regulations. You know, it was also, let's not forget, because of the family vlogs that we went through the first Ad Apocalypse here on YouTube because of Ryan's toys, because, you know, this kid is filming, playing with toys. And there's no way to differentiate, you know, for children if this is a toy that's an ad that he was given by, you know, Disney or Nickelodeon or, you know, Toys R Us or Target or if you know this is a long ass commercial, there was no way to differentiate. When kids watch a TV show on, like let's say, the Disney Channel, um, and commercials are played, kids know that there's a break from the show that they're watching, and this is a commercial. When they're watching Ryan's Toy Review. They have no idea that a lot of times this is just one big commercial. He was given those toys. So now these parents are being guilted. Like, mom, mom, I had to go get the newest toy. Look what Ryan has. Look what Ryan has. So he became his own commercial. And. A lot of that was false advertising. They were double dipping. They were getting money, sponsorship deals and free stuff from these advertisers and then also getting a shit ton of ad revenue from YouTube. So that is what, you know, caused the first adpocalypse for a lot of the family channels. So it's going to be interesting, like I said, to see what ends up happening from here. But I love to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about these family channels and, you know, these mommy bloggers and the children now that they're older coming out and blasting these parents? How do you guys feel about the Duggar kids, you know, being on TV from the time they were little to knowing that they had to, you know, go get food stamps and be on welfare because the dad didn't put aside any money for them? And do you feel like this new law that Illinois has passed should be a nationwide law? to protect all children on social media, you know, because some of these kids are literally being exploited. You even have some parents who are, you know, using their kids as pedo bait. You know, they got them sucking on hot dogs and sucking on pickles and all types of weird stuff just to get views. Because, again, all money is good money to some people, even, you know, money from pedos. So let's go ahead and get the discussion popping. Please leave a comment down below. Make sure you guys like the video. Feel free to share the video. And I'll talk to you all later. Have a good day. Deuces. If You want the latest news in the streets? Join us, sentiment, mother tea, breaking news with integrity. So, sir, your friend and your family. It's the lovely TV show, bringing you good tea and good vibes. It's the lovely TV show. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe.